wheels make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois, an exhausting 20, 21, 21, 21 to 17 home opener win for the Buffalo Bills, who are now 3 and 0, oh, baby. Woohoo! I'm Lars. Joining me today, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. Undefeated on to the Patriots. And the president of the Bills Backers of Chicago, Sujit, is also here. Hello, hello, hello. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere really you can Google this podcast. Tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell your neighbors, tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found this podcast. We march on 3-0. and There is a lot to talk about in this game. We're, we're all emotionally drained and physically exhausted and burning up like we're at the center of a thousand suns because the AC is broken here at Lincoln Station. So let's not waste any time and get into it. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say you will. Shout it right now, baby. Say you will. Come on, come on. 21-17 to 17 was the final today. The fifth, do I have that right, fifth? Fourth quarter comeback in the Josh Allen era. How, how many did Tyrod have? One? Um, yeah, I something. think some, one, maybe zero. Uh, it was uh, not a good game. No, it was, we, this was a bad game. We, it was a bad game. Josh Allen did some bad things. The defense did some bad things. Uh, but it was mostly good, so we'll get to the good stuff. But it was, you know, let's stick on the bad for a second. Cass, we'll start with you. Before, before we talk about the things that made this win a win, Let's talk about your Jenny Creamel bummer of today's game. I mean, can I just give it to the third quarter? Yes. Like, as a whole? Sure. That was a god-awful third quarter, and the same kind of happened last week. Like, we look bad in the third quarter again, and we need to not do that. Plain and simple. Yeah, I don't know if it's Dable decides to get too cute or what, what the deal is. Also in the third quarter, like the thing that really, really got the shitstorm going was Josh Allen's terrible interception. Oh yeah, I mean his decision making in this game was pretty bad. I mean, he, I well, hold on, I don't know if it's. Well, we'll get it. I, there's other things we'll get into concerning Josh Allen because yeah. there's a lot to talk about there. Suge, coming to you now. Janie Cream, a bummer of today's game. Uh, I'm going to say it's the inconsistency of our pass rush. Um, I feel like during the third quarter, the reason that we were so unsuccessful is that we just weren't able to generate pressure the way we were with uh, up, up front with just a front four. Um, towards the end of the fourth quarter, we were able to get back there. Towards the in the first half, we were able to get there. Um, I just I'm I'm getting frustrated that we're getting close but not getting the sacks. Now, that's probably a stupid Jenny Cremail to have just because of the fact that overall um, I think that we did affect Andy Dalton and when we got pressure on him um, he didn't complete passes but so when we didn't he carved when us up. He, yeah, exactly exactly and so I don't know if it's the timing of blitzes that needs to be adjusted if it's the the, the pass rush philosophy like where they're trying to go in um, I feel like the pass rush up the center maybe that's what I'm so frustrated by the pass rush up the center was not there Jerry Hughes was almost getting there several times Trent, Ed, uh, Trent Murphy sorry uh, Trent Edwards uh, Trent Murphy was, you know, at least affecting the play frequently uh, with a batted ball or two. But, you know, I do want to talk a little bit, and maybe this is relevant, about Tremaine Edmonds and Ed Oliver. Who did they play today? I mean, I just didn't see them. 
Um, maybe I mean maybe the stat sheet will prove me wrong, but I just didn't feel their presence in this game. So I'm I'm hard pressed to say that you know per usual we we tend to nitpick at this defense who had a dominating performance in the first half. Yes, for all but three possessions in this game, and, and those three possessions proved to be the difference between this being somewhat of a relaxing game and in a in a full blown heart attack. The, the one thing I do, you specifically called out the pass rush. I think on the flip side, usually when our defense is bad, it's just bad across the board. It was good to at least see the run defense be solid, right? So pass defense needed some, some work. There's some opportunity there. But at least it wasn't on both sides. I think that's a big change from years past. Yeah, and, and it's okay to have high expectations for this defense. Again, they still put in what would be considered a good day. It, it, the problem was the good was concentrated and so was the bad. So rather than kind of spread out the, the good possessions, they had them all in a row there in the second half. Do you think we're just sluggish in our second half um, adjustments, that the other team makes adjustments obviously to play for us and that that's why we just disappear in the third quarter? I mean, that's that's happened now two games in a row. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm giving my Jenny Creamel bummer to the offensive line. Uh, this is three weeks in a row now. That Josh Allen, and maybe it's Josh Allen's fault. I don't know. Maybe he's not calling the right protections. Maybe Mitch Morris isn't calling the right protections. But a lot of the the dumb things he did today, he did because he was under duress, which he was for a lot of this game, almost all game. And I'm gonna I'm gonna transit. We, we ran the ball okay. Uh, I think we got it a little too in our heads that this team was bad against misdirection, and we tried a little too hard at the jet sweep. We saw the one third down play on a reverse get totally blown up. Yeah, it's too cute. What, too cute is right. Stop Way it. too many called runs for Josh Allen today. Now, granted, again, I don't. They were called runs. <coughs> I saw a tweet. I think it was from Nate Geary that he's a much better scrambler than he is a design runner. That's fine. Part of that's because of his athleticism. But this offensive line, in particular, Cody Ford, who I have expressed my skepticism of already on this podcast just ha- not good and it's it, we watch Andy Dalton sit back there and have all day to throw what when did when was that the case for Josh Allen today yeah I think he had like two or three plays where he actually had time otherwise I mean they were in his face right away like they, he wasn't even able to drop back without someone being right up there so they were and I will I'm going to take this one step further and transition directly into the Bat Blue MVP, and I'm giving it to Josh Allen, goddammit. Fair enough. Because. Really? Yes, because with five minutes to go in this game, I thought we had a puncher's chance. Why? Because we got a puncher as a quarterback back there. He threw a great pass on a blown coverage, granted, to Dawson Knox, who then did the rest, baby. Love the kid coming up big with the stiff arm and getting the entire place on its feet. But we followed that up with a designed run for Josh Allen. Josh Allen willed us down the field to win this game again today. His fifth fourth quarter comeback. And, yeah, the offensive line not doing him any favors. He did not have time to just drop back, sit, and, and, and find guys and pick teams apart. When he did, it's because he was rolling out to get away from pressure. And, we- uh, I, 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 he had a good game. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not done yet. Furthermore, first quarter, third and 17. I mentioned it to Suge. He rolls out, and he throws a pass to John Brown, picks up the first down. Oh, that's nice. Third and 17 converted. He got away from pressure. That was a 27-yard completion. 
and he, and he just flicked. And he flicked it. And he flicked it probably from 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Without his feet underneath we, him. We should not overlook the fact that this dude, all the way through the scouting process, it was arm talent, arm talent, arm talent. We should not lose track of how special this dude's arm is. I'm not done. I but hold on. And you talk about that play. You got to talk about its interception. I'm not done. You got to talk about its I'm interception. I'm not done. I already did talk about the interception. It was a terrible mistake in the fourth quarter as part of the comeback. Are we just going to overlook the play when he was dead to rights? Was wrapped up in the pocket, broke a tackle, wow, broke another tackle, then scrambled for a first down. How yeah. could you not give it to Josh Allen? We won this game on a fourth quarter comeback, and our our big boy of a quarterback here, here, there's, there's carried the team down. And now, granted, he he almost gave it away with the bad interception. I'm correct, right there with correct. you. Correct, and the fumble that wasn't a fumble. Wasn't a fumble not, so I'm he got lucky. So he gets lucky. He's gotten lucky twice now this season on interception fumbles being called yeah. back. Yeah, the competent and, don't need luck. The incompetent don't deserve it. And, and I'm going to say in the first quarter, I think his wide receivers bailed him out a little bit on a few of his passes. Well, that's that's an interesting point. And you're not going to talk me down from this because we won this game because of Josh Allen. Period. End of story. Yeah, no, I think mean, that's are, true. Are, I mean, the game are, was... Hold on. We're 3-0 and because of Josh Allen. Without a doubt. Without okay. a doubt. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with Josh Allen. Oh, but well, one, I, want, I want to piggyback on something she said. Okay, fine. I think, and Cass, we talked about this in the first quarter. Just real, I, want you, I want you to slide back in and make your point, but just to, to button off what she said, I'm glad that we had the home opener today and we have New England next week. We'll probably talk at great length about what it means to be facing this team at 3-0. I think the offense was a little too juiced up by New Era Field today to start this game. The, the, a, lot of the, a lot of the first half, they felt helter-skelter. I agree, his passes were on the money, but his receivers did make plays for him. We brought in a lot of B-list celebrity receivers this year. That's all we needed. They made plays. But I think this team was a little jacked up, which is good because they think it was crazy today. The place is going to be on fire next week. Suze, so go ahead. Uh, you know, my Jenny, uh, sorry, my, my Labatt Blue is actually going to go to our tight end crew. Um, between Dawson Knox making some great plays, uh, both of a first down conversion, as well as that ridiculous play. Uh, towards the end that got us into field goal range and eventually uh, in a place where we could score a touchdown to take the lead. Uh, I think that, you know, I've seen Lee Smith on the field almost every single play. I mean, even though he's not catching the ball, he's obviously making a huge, huge impact in his blocking ability. Uh, Tommy Sweeney was in the mix uh, blocking and, and, and blocking downfield for guys. So our tight end crew, I mean, without our quote-unquote number one tight end, is making massive, massive contributions, even if it's not purely with catching the ball. I want to get back to a little bit about what you were saying about Josh Allen, where, yes, I mean, I do think that his ineffectiveness and some of his carelessness with the ball were the reason that we he had to play hero towards the end. Um, but at the same time, you know, he's the reason that we were up by 28 points, or sorry, by 14 points at the half. Uh, so I think that, yeah, you know, it's a mixed picture. Um, you know, he's got to not make those dumb mistakes, you know. And, and th let's remember that Cincinnati's, again, not a great team, right? It shouldn't be that close. They got fucking routed by the Niners. Yeah, but Andy Dalton's got a number, man. Yeah, no, it, that's fair enough. But the point is, is that a lot of our, our wounds were self-inflicted, whether it was T.J. Yeldon's fumble, whether it was 
you know, Josh Allen's uh, interception or, or, or stupid plays. Um, that's the one well, thing that I... Your, wait, wait. Yeah, so the, my tight ends are... I'm really proud okay, of the tight yeah, ends. Well, we're going to stay I on did, the positive. We did win. All right. So, I mean, that the one other thing that I just want to bring up, staying on the negative, because just to anger you, <laughs> sorry, uh, is, is just pod. our inconsistency. In our, or just our inconsistency with execution. So sometimes when we are able to like, execute a jet sweep and we pull guards really well, it's amazing, right? But it's just not we're not a gelled machine, and we're going to see that come to play next week in, against New England. Coming to you now, Cass. Yeah, I think there's uh, – I'm actually going to take two because I think there's two people that deserve to be mentioned. Um, number one, Trey White. I think we've had some discussions about – him being clutch or where he's at. Uh, two picks today, especially the one at big the end. Picks. Big time. He came. He showed up. He played. Um, he did give us basically a coronary here at the bar at the end of the game because we had no idea why he ran into the backwards into the end zone um, to celebrate. But glad, glad, glad we got that. The second name I think that deserves to be discussed is Frank Gore. Oh, yeah. Go on, girl. So I know that you gave it to Josh Allen, this win, but I actually give this win to Frank Gore. You're nuts. Uh, no, because when we needed first downs, when we needed drives, right, he had some pretty big runs in the second half to at least build some sort of momentum. Uh, uh, hey, we, we were gushing about Frank Gore all game long. Yeah. And, uh, and he got the winning touchdown. And secondarily, that's what I was going to say, right? Third and one on the goal line and you give it to your veteran, right? And he ran the freaking ball in, and he is just a machine out there. And he shows up to play, and I think we relied on him, and I think without him today, we don't win this game. I was telling a buddy on Friday night that he was our starting quarterback, and he laughed, and I just smiled and I said, I know, but he's still Frank Gore, and he, he looked like it today. Yeah, I mean, he is just hitting holes, finding the opening, sli slipping through, I, I honestly, like, I told, I give the, I give the win to him. And, and he was smart with the ball. He was making the first down. He was making plays when we needed him. And uh, fix his shoe, goddammit. What the heck was going <laughs> on with that, with the tape? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, how many times did we have to, I mean, we called it tape gate 2019. A couple other things to mention here. Gore, yes, had a nice day. So did TJ Yeldon. Minus the fumble, TJ Yeldon had a fine game today. He's, he's, you could do a lot worse for your third running back. But he ain't no Devin Singletary. He ain't no Devin Singletary, that's for damn sure. And another guy who had a pretty decent day, or at least in the first half, two big third down receptions, Jeff's boy Zay Jones. Now, our, our receivers were kind of quiet today, granted. Um, I, and again, I think part of me thinks we had a bad game plan. We don't usually like to talk about play calling, but I, I, think, we, I think we tried to overcomplicate the game plan for an opponent that we should have just been able to line up and beat. I I hate to say this, but I think we're going to have a lot of wins this year that are a lot like this, where uh, we I know can't. that I can't. We, we know that we should be winning. And and part of it, I also think, is just Josh Allen. I think like he likes to be down when when he has a lead. I I, I just I think has some of his tenacity. He loses some of his tenacity. Five fourth quarter comebacks in his short short career. One other thing I want to mention here. I had written down twice because it kept happening, especially most, through most of the third and fourth quarters, is the team kept stalling at midfield. And that's true. The offense did keep, keep stalling at midfield. However, I think that perception on that is a little thrown off by the new gigantic Bills logo at midfield, which makes 
most of the field looked as though it's midfield. So did we stall at midfield? It's hard to tell because I think I was using the logo as a point of reference, and the logo stretches between the 15, so it's hard to say. <laughs> Sue, you got anything else you want to add? Uh, no. <laughs> Don't, I have nothing I else mean, to say. <laughs> what a, we attempted a 62-yard field goal, by, by the way, at the end of the first half. I mean, I mean we, we were joking about it here. Because I think we realized why McDermott likes to take a knee going into half because that was pretty ugly with potential turnovers well, yeah, almost, and, and all that. So they got to clean it up. They got to clean it up. I mean, that's that's what it is. That's kind of what I was alluding to. It's just it's it's not clean, right? I mean, we're going to see a clean offense next week, but um, and, and we're going to see an opportunistic defense next week, and they will take advantage of those mistakes. One question I had, um, you know, when Josh Allen did have time, I feel like he's not he's not finding people down down. Um, he's yet to connect on the yeah, long one down, downfield, and, and 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 he's missing people when he does try to do that. And he's also throwing some. There's two times that he threw deep into double coverage, uh, which both were almost three picked times. Off. It was a three times, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, anyone that was at the stadium that can comment on our on, on our message box if there if there just wasn't people open or is he not seeing them or. Uh, were all of our routes just these short ones? Um, but you know, I, I kind of miss old Josh Allen a little bit. You know, where where he is taking some more shots downfield. Um, I like the percent, the the completion percentage, but mostly I just like it so that people shut the fuck up about his completion percentage. Um, but you know, it, 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 it's a little concerning to me that we're not. I mean, granted, there was the 27-yard pass, but I, it would be nice to see some more of those mid-range passes, not just the short ones. Well. I don't, I, I, at this point, I have, but just win, baby. Just I have win. no idea what to expect next week. We, I, you know, we needed these first three. We got these first three. And I don't know if anybody in Bills Nation can confidently say that they know what this Bills team is. And I don't know if we'll know after next week either. I have no idea what to expect. I, what I am so excited about, and we did this in our, in our spring pod where we said, what's the big game and blah, blah, blah. And you guys are kind of, I think, looking a little bit down the season. And I thought that really the first, first month of the season was going to be critical. And we're 3-0. I mean, 3-0. Like, Don't overlook is, the fact that we're 3-0. This is like the best scenario. Now, are we playing the best that we could? No, but shit. Like at the end of the year, it doesn't matter. Those are wins. That's right. It also doesn't matter that our opponents are combined 0-9. Yeah, but, you know, that end-of-year schedule, things like Pittsburgh, you know, that maybe there's some more wins down there that we thought. So, I mean, the road... Philly doesn't look that the, great. The road to 10 wins is not complete... Is, is actually looking a lot more positive. And, you know, the thing is that it doesn't matter how you win, like you said, Cassie, those are just wins. And you have to take care of business when it is, even if it's ugly. So, it, it, on that point, and just one last thing, Cassie, unless you said... Oh, no, I, I just want to talk about looking forward to next week. I want to make oh. sure we get that covered. Well... What, what annoys me is when people are like, well, I still think this is an eight-win team, or well, it still feels like a nine-win team. At this point, no. Now you have to talk about it in terms of, is this a six and seven team? Because we have three wins. So if you think this is a nine-win team, do you think they're winning six of the next 13? No. You, you think we got six? No, not with our schedule. Not with not with our schedule and the way some of the teams are playing against with, with uh, Roethlisberger out and injuries. And the, I, I mean, I... 12 and 4, Whoa. honestly, like, that's fathomable. You could fathom it, right? Like, I, I like, I'm fathoming it right now. Yeah, baby. right? Like, you know, 10 and 10 and 6, not like, shit, yeah, we're gonna, yes, 
Like, yes! From your lips to God's ears, Cassie. Let's, let's end on that note and get some of our correspondents here on the line. Well, he's the hardest working Chicago landlord living in Milwaukee. It's Buffalo Bill Nichols. Just fix it. He's Mr. Fix It. Um, Bill got the win today, 21-17 in the home opener. I'm curious to hear from people in attendance what the atmosphere was like, but it wasn't, it was not a pretty game. There's plenty to fix there. So what you got for us today? Well, I got TJ Yeldon, man. That's what I got. I, uh, I was going to text you guys before the game because I think I said this in preseason after he fumbled uh, that he at some point might lose us the game. And I'm honestly hoping that that's the last time he touches the ball as a Buffalo Bill. Wow, that's so aggressive. You okay. didn't realize that like, his fumble had zero consequence, right? Like we got right back off the field and got the ball, ball right back? No, we ended up, I think we got three points on that drive instead of seven. Well, I mean, the point is that it huh? was it was points that we, we 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 were in the red zone or close to the red zone, right? When yeah, we yeah. when we lost the ball, so that's yeah, I mean no, I it's think, not inconsequential. I think that was a game changer. Well, what what's your perspective though, Bill, on it being our third string running back? What do you mean? I mean, for a third string running back, I'll I'll take T.J. Yeldon. Do I want him to be our starter or number one? No, but no, I'll take Marcus Murphy, but. Okay. Okay. We got to bring. We got to bring we'll him back. Start I don't even that know if fight. No, I, I, I'm underwhelmed by T.J. Yeldon. I, I, Lars actually thought he had a pretty good game, and I, I, I don't know. I, I think that he's had good moments. Um, I don't like his lack of reliability, but uh, you know, uh, point is that I th- thought he was serviceable. I thought he made a critical mistake, and I, you know, you got to protect the ball better. Um, especially as a running back. Uh, but uh, let's just put it this way. We're all going to be happy when Devin Singletary's back. How many touches did he get after the fumble? At least five. I don't think – I would think that would be on a high end. He, he had eight total. And the fumble was one total? of his – Yes. And the, and, the, the, and the fumble was one of his first carries. Yeah. Well – Anyway, so uh, you know, definitely disappointed. But there's in something that. to be fixed there, right? He 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 could he could do better. Yeah, and I think the coach the coaches know that though. So he's touched the ball like how many times total uh, between the preseason and the NFL, and he's got two fumbles. So he's you know he's not he's not up to uh, not up to our standard. Well, I think his previous coaches knew that too, which is part of the reason why he's on our team. Yeah, probably true. What else you got for us? Well, uh, watching Daniel Tiger, hanging out. Um, <laughs> let's see, what else we got? Um, offensive line, I feel like, did a pretty good job despite being banged up and having losing Feliciano throughout the game um, and Seki going down for a little bit. You I know, will say I that, they, the uh, Bill, the Jeff, Jeff Day mind meld that we often talk about is not really occurring with you. Um, no. We, we were actually just saying how bad the offensive line <laughs> was today. Uh, just so, we we, got, we so felt go that Josh Allen was under duress quite frequently, and that led to a lot of his bad decisions, which were bad decisions, but it was driven by bad protection. But curious to hear your counter perspective on the matter. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is they're, they're serviceable. It's not, it's not as if they put Josh Allen in a position to... Like, he's the one who throws the interception. He's the one who throws... Who uh, you know is scrambling? He could he could get rid of the ball right as soon as the pocket collapses. 
that's what some that's what some NFL quarterbacks do. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think Josh Allen's decision making was not good, but I, I I'm not giving. Stop raining. Okay, I got one more thing. I got one more thing for you guys. Hold on, all right. It's nice. No, you can't see Lars. <laughs> this is some good pod. All this right, is some great pod. We got the little kids going here. Love it, love it, love it. Um, all right, guys. All right, Bill. Thanks for joining us, baby. Go Bills, three and zero. Yeah, you can you can edit me, edit me out this one if you want, but we normally do anyways. <laughs> love you, baby. All right, Bye. guys. Go Bills. Go Bills. Looking ahead now to next week, we talk to Billy. Jeff is in Morocco. Quick aside, uh, to all of you people who give the guy with a toddler and a pregnant wife a load of shit because he sometimes watches the first half at home and then <laughs> miss entire games because you're in Morocco or you're in... New Orleans at a conference. Kiss my hairy ass. Okay, looking ahead now to next week. New England Patriots coming to New Era Field. There's very few good the, reasons to miss the Bills game, but evil, I feel like Morocco and New Orleans are too. The evil empire coming to New Era Field. We're probably not going to win. So yes. what does a win look like? Because in defeat, we still may walk away feeling as though... That was a good day. Cass, we'll start with you. Well, I saw that Edelman was questionable to return today. So him not playing so we don't have to get mad at like their little white receiver that like does. He's out? He, he was questionable. I saw that at one point. Well, so. he played. He, uh, for returning today. He got hurt in the middle of the game today. Uh-huh. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe we have some good luck and then we don't have to face him. Um, I. Two, two things I think that would be great to win on. Number one, I'm very excited to see how Josh Allen prepares and comes out in this game, right? Like, does he step up or does he wilt? You know, is he, is he feel the pressure of taking on a Brady offense or is he able to go toe-to-toe uh, with Brady? And then number two, our defense. And specifically our run defense. I don't mind if we get beat by Brady throwing the ball or whatnot, but God damn it, if Sonny Michelle or whatever runs all over us, that that to me will be will be a big loss. So if our run defense can can come out there and stop them and Josh Allen puts up a pretty good game, even if the scoreboard doesn't doesn't come out on top, I think that's a win for the Bills. So Josh Allen, uh, 10 straight games of 200 yards or more, the longest active streak in the NFL behind only Patrick Mahomes right now. He is on pace just barely, I believe at this point, to hit 4,000 for the season. I think we have to see a day where Josh Allen doesn't look utterly confused out there because that's what happens. We, we, We have forever known that we are a decent NFL quarterback away from having a competitive team. We have, for the last half decade or so, possibly even longer, put on the field every week defenses that are more than capable of, uh, minus the year 2012 and the defense the Dave Wansat's defense that got Chan Gailey fired. All we've needed is serviceable quarterback play and, and we just can't get that. 
And that's never more obvious than when we play the Patriots and Belichick schemes something up and makes our guys just look befuddled out there. I, I can't even remember the last time that we had a quarterback with a decent-looking stat line against the Pats. I'll look it up right now as Suge takes over. But I want to see Josh Allen look the same next week as he looked the first three weeks, which, Cass, sorry to say, I maintain. And yeah, you just got squirted with beer. Um, I maintain is good. He's looked good. He's looked good enough. I, I'm saying overall good enough. I'm gonna, we're going to agree to disagree spe- specifically on today. So I think that I just want to see fewer mistakes. I want to see better execution and fewer mistakes because if there's ever been a team that takes advantages of your mistakes, it's the Patriots. Um, and I would like to see, you know, get outplayed. Fine. They're a better team than us. There's no fucking question about that at, at this point in our, in our, in our development. Uh, we, they have a better quarterback. They're just a better team. Uh, that's okay. But I just want, I want to see it cleaned up, right? I don't want to see the stupid mistakes. I don't want to see the, you know, the hero ball, things like that. Um, the other thing that I think would be successful um, is if some of those, more of those tipped balls turn into picks. Um, I would like to see the defense get more of the turnovers that they deserve to get. They're doing all the right things to get the turnovers, but they're just not always coming. Um, but you know, and that's the only way I think that we actually win the game um, is, uh, you know, like actually like by the score win the game, not just emotional win. Uh, is that if we get you know more turnovers? Uh, but but I just want to see less mistake free. I want to I want to fight and battle and then lose the game. Fine, I'd be okay with that. But um, I, I would like to see less mistakes. So six of the top ten games against the New England Patriots since 2010 in terms of passing yards were quarterbacked by, you guessed it, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Cassie, if you guess within five yards, one way or the other, I'll give you all the money in my wallet. How many passing yards did Derek Anderson have last year against the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football? What, what, when was that game? In November? game was on uh, was the Halloween game. Halloween game. Uh, I'm going to go with 187. 290. What? Yeah. So it had to be some garbage time. So right? the top the top it has to be. The top 4 performances in passing yards against the Patriots, Brian Fitzpatrick, then Kyle Orton, then Derek this is since 2010. Then Derek Anderson and then Tyrod Taylor in what was undoubtedly a meaningless game was was on Christmas Eve in 2017. Actually, it wasn't a meaningless game. It was a frustrating game. That was. Did uh, we win that game? No, that's that was the Kelvin Benjamin uh, catch but no catch at the uh, end of the first half touchdown. Yeah, and then Fitzpatrick, <laughs> Fitzpatrick, Thad Lewis. Those are the top ten quarterback performances since 2010 against Bill Belichick. No, JP lost. Me? <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's not 2010, right? Yep, not 2010. Okay, so what predictions here? We're going back to the future. What will Josh Allen's stat line be? So we know what we want to see. What do you think realistically is going to happen in this game? Do you think we'll run the ball well? Do you think he'll, he'll be able to throw against them? I don't know much about the Patriots this year other than they're good. Um, what do you think it's, it, we're actually going to see? So last year he was 20 for 41 for 217 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. Excuse me, one touchdown and two interceptions. Yeah, I would like it to be better than that. I'm thinking he's going to throw the ball 48 times. I'm thinking he's going to have 30 completions. I think this is going to be his 300-yard game. I'm thinking he's going to have 
He's going to run for a touchdown and throw at least one touchdown and throw two interceptions. That that doesn't sound like a very no, good game. No, that's going to be a that's going to be a loss. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, and that's going to be maybe one of Josh Allen's worst performances of this year. Um, you know, I'm going to go. The, I think the big question is if Singletary can come back. Um, I think that's kind of an outstanding factor, but I think he's going to be like 34, you know, attempts, 22 completions. Uh, I agree with Lars. One one touchdown throwing, one touchdown running, but I'm going to give him, you know, God, just no stupid plays. No stupid plays. No turnovers. I Like, ugh. But uh, you know what is exciting, though? I, not that I, like, think that we can win, but I think this is, like, one of the times in the last 10 years where we might, like, seemingly have a chance or at least not get embarrassed. I, that's I have no idea how this is gonna go. I, I don't. We're, are we gonna get blown out? Are we gonna blow them out? Are we gonna lose a squeaker? Are we gonna win a squeaker? I don't know. I think any of those things are possible, quite honestly. I think that. Um, I, I don't think that he's gonna throw for forty. I don't think he's gonna throw forty times. I think we're going to devise a game plan this this week that emphasizes the run. I think that I think that because we've been passing so much. I think that was so the plan today, and it didn't work very well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, they do have Geno Atkins, so maybe that's part of it. But, um, you know, we have been passing a lot, right? And he, they're going to take away Cole Beasley. Oh, you know, the other thing that would be a win for me is Cole Beasley has a better stat line than Julian, Julian Edelman. That would be a big win for me. Yeah, well. that, w- that would be a, a major sign of progress for us that we could do that against the, the, the Patriots. I don't think we're going to, but... Um, I think that he's going to throw 34 times. I think he's going to. I don't think he's going to have a lot of success. I think it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be over 200 yards, but it's going to be like 220, 230. Um, he's going to throw one pick. Uh, I don't think he's. I think he's going to rush for a touchdown and not throw for a touchdown. That's that's pretty much the way I see it. I mean, it. he threw 36 times today. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it depends. If we get behind, then he'll probably throw yeah. more. That's a good point. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think he's going to get close to 50 attempts next week. Wow. Well, if he does, I hope that some of them are completed. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Cass, anything else to add before we move along? Yeah, no. Um, looking forward to it. Let's just say that. I'm not. Yeah. Two, three, and OTs. Maybe we'll get some talk. We're going to get Romo and Nance. Not that we can ever hear anything in the bar with these freaking people that were insane today. Yes. I don't know what was today going was on in here. Between between the bus today, seeing the people just screaming at random throughout the game. Yeah, people. Yo, this Bills backers bar is hopping. For anyone that doesn't know, this is the spot. Okay, this place is crazy. It was standing room only. Three three games into it. Usually we're out of the fucking playoffs by now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been good, good, good. But I'm I'm fully expecting to not enjoy next week's game at all. Yeah. If, even if it's like neck I, and neck in through the fourth quarter, that's not going to be fun. We should make a promise to each other that we don't overreact based on next week's game. But oh, no. I'm pretty sure we're going to because it's us. But, but that's but why I'm not. It's going to be hard to enjoy it because unless we win and like we look like a real NFL team, most of the other outcomes aren't going to tell us anything. You think a shootout would be awesome. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. I, it would mean our defense is like shit the bed. But I but mean, if it's a if it's a legit shootout and not like the shootout we had. 
three years ago or four years ago where yeah, we, we were we came back. We, we came back in the fourth quarter. We lost by eight, but it was like not even a close yeah, game. Yeah, we were down by like 24 going to, you know, something like that. So final, final score was like 42-34. Like, wow, look at that. No. Like, yeah, if it's an actual shootout where we're just like two heavyweights standing in the middle of the, middle of the ring exchanging haymakers, all right, I can live with that. Still not going to be fun. Defensive points, special teams points. That would be another big thing for me. All right, well, uh, who knows? I guess we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. We're going back to the future, baby. Edelman's uh, X-rays, to your point, have come back negative, so not a rib injury. But who knows? Who knows? Well, we're coming up on the end of the game, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card. This is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills. We do so drinking beer, and I'm um, having a cider. Again, a cherry-flavored cider. This is your a, life now. Which is in a mini goblet, so <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, quick quick aside for uh, one of our listeners. Last year, during, or last year, maybe the year before, during one of the wild cards, we talked about like always getting close but never quite getting across the finish line, and I talked a little bit about Project 199, which I had been a part of for the the most of the last decade and then I uh, had a nice listener reach out and like offer up some kind of diet program that had worked really well for his and his wife well turns out so has eliminating gluten and dairy from my diet because we uh accomplish it oh yeah we we dragged project 199 across the finish line sometime in june i have since been back bounced back up above 200 uh i'm right around like 201 202 but uh, for a while there, it was a 197 day in, day out. So, Congratulations. Thank that's, you. That's something to celebrate. Thank you. A win, a win is a win. Uh, what else we got? Suge, what were you drinking today? Uh, so I was drinking, uh, well, so I had one Labatt Blue during the game. I was not feeling well this morning, uh, but I took an leave. I uh, had a, about 14 cups of water. Uh, and I, I tried one sip of Labatt Blue just to see if it would help with the little hair of the dog. Is somebody it actually smoking did. pot in here? Maybe. That's their, that's their Jenny Cream Ale. Um, uh, okay, so, but then uh, as a celebration beer here with the pod, I had a, a Toppling Goliath beer. Um, they're from, I think, Decorah, Iowa. I can't remember the name, but it's in Iowa. Amazing, amazing, amazing brewery. Uh, they make a bunch of great ones, and uh, one of their flagships is called Pseudo Sue which is named after Sue the Giant Tyrannosaurus Rex in the Field Museum here in Chicago. Um, it's a collaboration with the Field Museum. Uh, and it's a great beer. It's a Citra Hazy IPA. Delicious. Yeah, and for me, uh, similar to Suj, I was on the struggle bus. We had a wedding last night um, where cocktail hour started at 4 p.m. It was a little early, uh, and I ripped up the dance floor, guys, and I owned the photo booth. If it, there's, I wonder who's ripping up the bong at the bar. Yeah, right? You know what? Betting on sports, smoking weed, January 1st, 2020. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I was a little slow to get on the gravy train today, uh, so I did have a blue light. And then big shout-out to Lincoln Station, Oktoberfest, three Oktoberfest beers on the menu here. Three of them. But you know what? They still kept a blonde, and they still kept a, uh, a whip beer. Loving it. I love it. Not all you freaking, all these APAs, IPAs, blah, blah, blah. Little mixture going on. Um, but I went with the blonde that they have. You know, I'm into blondes. Um, I'm trying to find it right Me now. Me too. 
Uh, anyways, oh, it's second shift, entry level genius. I don't know. It's from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, it's a blonde ale. It's actually really good. And the scene that we're in the desert here inside of Lincoln Station right now, because I think maybe they have the heat on as well, um, it's been very thirst quenching. Suge, get us going on Wildcard here. So, you know, Josh Allen threw that ridiculous pass that was intercepted, and he had just thrown a couple ducks up for an intentional grounding call and a couple just, just bad decisions. And, you know, he talked about, I'm not going to play hero ball. I'm not going to do this dumb shit. Uh, and when he threw that pick, he just kind of came over and went into a shell. And I actually think this is one of the reasons why he didn't come out that well um, in, in, the, in the next uh, drive. I think that I think he was in his own head for a little bit, and he's been pretty good about not doing that. But the point is, when he came to the sideline, Dable was just in his ear yelling at him, as he should. And I could just hear what that conversation was. And it was just like... God damn it, man. We covered this in the meeting. Like, this is literally all we talked about all week. And that's just exactly what you were not supposed to do. Like, what the fuck? And so uh, I think that I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, moments in your life where you're like, I'm going into this. I'm totally not going to do this. I know it. I'm psyched up for it. I'm definitely the one thing I'm not going to do is this. And then what the fuck did you do? You did that. So, uh, Cassie, come to you. It seems like you have a good idea of, of, of where you just you just shit the bed in the way that you absolutely were not supposed to shit the bed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go flashback here, like way back in the day. So I'm the youngest of three, which means the youngest of three, you gotta be loud, you know, loud, noisy. You gotta fight to get some attention. And goddamn it, I was a pain in the butt as a child. So we were on a family trip. It, it had to be, I don't know, my parents would just put us all in the van and drive everywhere because that way they could kind of self-contain us. Um, and we were somewhere. We were out on this, like, hike or walking around. And I find myself in all of these prickers, right? I just stumbled in, and I am, like, surrounded by prickers. And I... <laughs> I don't. Are you so, talking, so wait, dirty. Are you talking How about old? Were you? Wait, are you talking about? Are we sure we can talk about this? Are you talking about thorns? Or thorns, you, yeah, okay. like a pricker bush, like a briar patch. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so, so I decided to basically throw a fit, and because I was very good at doing that, and I decided the only way that I was going to get out of there was to actually sit down. Something I knew I shouldn't have done. My parents were like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm throwing a fit. And what did I do? I sat down. And for the next hour, in the minivan, in the front seat, was my naked butt in the air as my mom pulled thorns out of my butt. Suge, go ahead. No, I don't want to talk anymore. You go. I'm still just, I'm upset. I'm hurt and ow you I, I have a similar story that's, let's go, go that's not quite as uh it's not what i'm gonna it's not what i'm gonna do but my uncle is oh, real quick rock pile report just turned up the volume as soon as they heard that cassie was surrounded by prickers um i my uncle is sort of like the property manager for like this big mansion in the middle of the allegheny national forest um it's out in the middle of nowhere but it's like people use it as like a retreat center and it's like it's the big old mansion. 
that has a bowling alley in the attic. And all of the kids, we would go there a lot on New Year's Eve, a lot as a family. And um, we would just go upstairs and bowl. And one year, um, we were up there bowling, and I was in my socks. For some reason, I wasn't wearing shoes. And I, this is a bowling alley in the attic of a mansion. I've heard of bowling alleys in the basement. Yeah, this is what, upstairs. Like, what? It's upstairs. Doesn't seem like a bad design. It's not, it's not like the bowling alleys that you're used to seeing with like the plexi, plexi, plexiglass or whatever, you know, the real shiny. Like it's wood, but it's it's not like kept up. Like it's, it's just like a feature of the house that I don't think anybody ever used aside from us kids. I was actually back there three years ago. It still smells exactly the same. It's one of those crazy things like we go and you're in there and you're instantly transported to decades ago. But for whatever reason, in my socks, I ran and I slid down the bowling alley. And to get into the bottom of my foot, to call it a splinter would not be, wouldn't do justice to splinters. It was like a full-blown piece of wood that was about, that was about three inches long. Um, and you know, you mentioned that it was my uncle, actually my uncle in Buffalo, who then had to like pull it out of my foot piece by piece by piece. Uh, so that was dumb. Uh, what I was going to talk about, though, is one of my habits on the golf course. I play a lot of golf, or at least I try to. It's hard with kids. And I am a terrible golfer because when I'm standing on the tee box looking out at the hole, I can identify where I want to be. The moment I identify where I don't want to be, you bet your ass I've got pinpoint accuracy in putting it directly on that spot. I could be 200, 280 yards away from a tractor that's 50 yards off the fairway, and you better believe I'm going to hit that thing right on the side, even though it's not aiming for it. Not, but for whatever reason, in my mind's eye, when I focus on the thing that I don't want to hit, bam, bullseye every time. So I'm going to give you a little sports psychology I know, analysis I know. here, right? So playing soccer, we always we had a coach that said, okay, People think about too much about where what you don't want to do, right? right? So don't think about chocolate cake. Lars, don't think about chocolate cake. What are you thinking about? Of course. Think about chocolate cake. So you don't think about your miss. All you think about is where you want it to go. Oh, of course. I know this. I know this. But it doesn't matter. I could think 50 times about where I want it to go. It only takes one time thinking where I don't want it to you go. You got to block it out. That's where it's going. You got to block it out like Josh Allen. That's right. Uh, I'm going to say that... Um, as Cassie knows, at her wedding, at any wedding, any big, large event, I have a tendency to do the worm. That's the dolphin to some people. You know, it's where you flop around on your stomach and you look like a dolphin or whatever. Jackass. Uh, yeah. And I think I do a pretty good job. Um, Cassie can attest to the fact that I did a good job at her wedding. And the strange thing is that when I was bigger, it actually was a lot easier. I don't know why. Maybe there was just more cushion. It didn't hurt. But either way... At the end of the night, the next morning, my poor wife has to listen to me bitching and moaning about how much pain I'm in from doing the worm. Uh, and I went to my 40th reunion, or sorry, my high school reunion, whatever, 20-year reunion, and I told my mom, I was like, you know, I'm probably going to end up doing the worm, right? And she's like, all right, that's fine, but, you know, just don't do it too much. She's like, you know, you always complain, and I'm not going to be there to tell you to not do it because you couldn't come with me. Um, so... First bad decision was to go to this event without my wife because that's how I usually end up killing myself. Um, and then the second bad decision was 
I did the worm. I was pretty proud of it. It wasn't the best, but it was still pretty good. And then one of my friends, Melinda, she was like, oh, let's do that again. Let's do it together. And I was like, yeah, let's do it again. The second one was not as good, but I swear I felt several things break during the course of it. And I knew, I was like, oh, no, because I'm real pretty intoxicated. And I, 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 I couldn't feel it then. Man, the entire rest of the week, I was just like, I, I thought a straight-up Mack truck had run over my chest. So words straight out of Stitch's mouth after my wedding was, I'm never doing that again. And then he did it at he Bill's did it wedding. Again. I do. I do it all the time. I don't learn, okay? That my wife told me, she said, we covered this in the meeting. Don't do the worm. And certainly don't do the worm more than once, man. I'm watching replays here of the Docks and Knox. Dawson Knox catch. That dude wanted to score. That he was the ball amazing. His, he had the ball in his hands, and he was. I a, don't want to see that boy come by. What's his name? What Croft? Tyler, Tyler Croft. Croft. I don't care. I don't want to see him. I'm just take our money and leave. Doing Antonio Brown. I don't he, care. He wanted a touchdown, man. He was not going out of bounds in that play. Back at home next week against the New England Patriots. Lord knows what We're to expect. Win. We are three Guys. and zero. Oh. So Jeremy White was saying a lot this morning. The magic number that we haven't gotten to is six and three. Yeah. All, all of yeah. the years that we've started hot, we have not gotten to six and three. Is this the year we get to six and three? Don't know. Let's talk about it in terms like we said. Are we going three and three in the next six games? No way. So I, I refuse to accept the fact that we're going to lose to the Titans. I refuse to accept the fact that we're going to lose to the Dolphins. I think we're going to be five and one. Well, six and three. Yeah, nine games. Though. So after nine, where are we going to be? After? So the next six games. Home against the Pats, at the Titans. Win. Home against the Dolphins. Win. Home against the Eagles. Win. Home Loss. against the Redskins. Win. At the Browns. Loss. We're gonna be six and three. We're, we're gonna, gonna lose. We're gonna be six and three. We're gonna lose we're to gonna the Browns and the Philly. Here we go. You were talking about milestones, Cass. You're talking about times in the season when we can sit back and relax. We're on our way to six and three. And there's no fucking way we're losing to the Browns, by the way. But for now, next week, we're three and zero. Oh. We got a chance to get the four and and own the AFC East. Until Woo! then, go Bills. The Bills make me wanna shout.